a radio show that confesses Christ without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes scripture seriously without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. This is then a sanctification, is a daily drowning of the flesh and and a daily rising again of the new man to life. And that is what we call repentance. The law comes to us and shows us our sin, and then the gospel comes and and forgives our sins, and, and, and by that the new man rises daily to life. The point is the forgiveness of sins. I mean, I, I wonder if the gospel was preached in that gray old church. I wonder if the sacraments were rightly administered. Because if it was, that's the point. I wonder if those gray old people needed the forgiveness of sins. It's like putting Vaseline in your eyes before reading the New Testament to be a dispensation. Because <laughs> you can't tell anyway what's up and down. So. You're just trying to get on the Facebook quote page. Welcome back, or welcome to Table Talk Radio. This first <laughs> Thank you. segment of It's like this we never stopped week. recording. Um, oh, but we did. It's been a week. How was your Thanksgiving? <laughs> oh, it's, it's fine. Thanksgiving Good. happened already? Oh, I can yeah. never take I, I, had, I had so much turkey, I got so tired after eating that sur- turkey dinner. Yeah. All that tryptophan, you know. Tryptophan could be a theological buzzword. My theological buzzword for you is miracle. That's a miracle. <laughs> um, broadly defined, according to Theopedia, a miracle is any action in time in which normal operation of nature is suspended by the agency of a supernatural action. Now, you know what they used to say, the libs? Remember our friends, the liberals, who hate the Bible and pretend like they love it, but say it has full of errors? And one of the things they say is it can't they can't be miracles because people are so stupid back in the old days that they thought these miracles could happen. But we're so smart now that we know better. Remember that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And to that we say, well, if they thought they could happen all the time, then they wouldn't have called them miracles. <laughs> <laughs> That's know. my presuppositional apologetic argument. Right. And is that, I, is that I, presuppositional apologetics? No, I don't think so. <laughs> that would I think that would be an evidential approach. <laughs> I can't ever know the difference still. <laughs> it doesn't matter. But, no, I think uh, still you're still wondering, hey, this miracle happened. This guy, this rabbi who was teaching, he died, and now he's alive. What a miracle. Now, if that wasn't true, it seems like someone would have the wisdom to go to the to tomb and say, no, he didn't. He's still right there. But see, if, if people in the ancient world were like the liberals think they were, they would have said, so what? People rise from the dead all the time. <laughs> right, right, right. We don't know any difference. Babies come from where? Or they were so stupid to think, oh, let's not even check. Well, yeah, he, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. He, he, the body's still in the tomb. It's just a lie. Nobody ever <laughs> yeah, they're notices. Just too, they're just too lazy to go check. <laughs> yeah. They, 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 <laughs> we don't believe in fact-checking. This is like the first century. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, do you have a theological buzzword? Do I ever. Okay. I have here in front of me an article on the great, fantastic website, uh, whatdoesthismean.org, the Around the Word website. You remember that? Uh, was that like a week ago you told me about that? And on this, I have this article, Top 5 Latin Phrases Every Lutheran Should Know. Last week, you picked sola, and you also suggested that I should use it for five more weeks. So now I have now 
four more options. I I think that your ability to remember that is only about a week. So next week. <laughs> Do you think I'll forget? Yeah, because next week is actually two weeks. In Curvatus say, oh, no, I just hit some sort of chord. Ah, oh, here it is. Okay, I, my computer went red for a little bit. That's weird. Uh, in Curvatus say, extra nos, simul justus et peccator, and verbum domini manat in eternum. Extra nos. Okay, let's see what uh, Pastor Hiller has to say about this. Uh, we should not look inside ourselves for salvation. The only thing that comes from within there, as Jesus says, are evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, foolishness, Mark 7. These things leave us dead when our faces are pulled away from our hairy bellies toward the awful glory of God. Thus, salvation must come from outside of us, or to use the Latin, salvation must come extra nos. That means uh, a spare nose or outside of yourself. Got it. You got you got an extra nose? No, I only have one. You want to borrow it? My, no, man, I need my it. My extra nose out, is outside of myself. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's go to the <laughs> inbox at questions oh, yeah. at tabletalkradio.org. Mike writes, I found your numerical rebranding logo. What the heck is that about? Oh, I remember. Remember when we were we were hippifying a couple shows ago? So instead of being Table Talk Raider, we were oh. T squared R. Yeah. And we were going to be the L52 network, which was Leviticus 52, which said something about. But here, apparently, we needed help. Do you remember asking for help? Yeah. Hmm. No. I always just wonder if people just assume that we need help. I usually so, put it in later. I, it, the, you don't realize this, but after the, the show's done editing, I usually put a thing, guys, we need help. Anything so you can do. Just like this, help. Help me. Help me. Help. Uh, <laughs> Pastor Wolfmuller wanted a Bible verse brand for the show with a five in it. I suggested you haters take Psalm 5-5. Five five. Did you hear that? He just called us haters. Haters going to hate, 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 hate. Psalm 5-5 five five says, the boastful shall not stand before your eyes. You hate all evildoers. <laughs> Call me old-fashioned and wooden, but I like the NASB version better for a vivid statement. The boastful shall not stand before your eyes. You hate all who do iniquity. Run both up the flagpole. See which one the chief administrative executive vision casting show leader salutes. <laughs> like it. Look, look at you. I'm such a vision caster. I cannot be bothered with questions of theological accurateness or translation. <laughs> so I'll pass that on to my people. Uh-huh. No, I need a. We don't need a theological exam. We need a. What is it called? We're, opinion poll. Mm. We should run a theology by opinion poll to see which plays better with the peeps. Uh, if a pro- peeps, by the way, means people and not uh, Easter candy. Mm. Good clarification. Now you're, now you're not so ignorant. If approved, Mike continues. I would like fifty-five two squared R points for this suggestion. <laughs> Okay. You got it, Mike. Thank you, Mike. Well, if you have a question or comment for us, you can send it to questions at tabletalkradio.org. Hey, we've got like three minutes left. What else do you want to talk about? You want another email? Yeah, let's do this. These emails are all so long. Whatever happened to the game, write the best email. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that game. Which included all of our listeners. Pithiness. This is all. I don't read anything longer than ten pages, which means I can't read any of these emails. E- any of these emails from Chris in Oregon. <laughs> Chris, sheesh! Look at this. Is like a 
No, it goes as part two. If you're if you have to say part two of an email, repent. <laughs> All right, let's see here. Oh, I got it. Here's one. Um, uh, dear Table Talk Radio. This is from Jake. Oh yeah, this is Sim Radio, Jake. I was listening to episode 261 where you were discussing the use of surrender in praise songs after receiving an email. Upon that, I have a theory of how to use your segment, put the best construction on it. As Lutherans, we teach irresistible grace and passive righteousness. Hold on a minute. We've got to fix that. We are unable to choose salvation. It is a free gift of God. However, we are able to reject the Holy Spirit and his gift of grace. Therefore, wouldn't ceasing to reject be the same as surrendering? To use a metaphor just because I like it, if we use war to picture... If we use war to picture uh, the rejection of the Holy Spirit, then ceasing to resist, uh, deliberately avoid the words choose or accept, because this is not decision theology, would be a lay down of my weapons and allowing the Holy Spirit to do his work. Just a thought. Seminary and Jake of Sim Radio, listen to awesomeness. That is the world's most famous theological game show. Ooh. Whoa. Um, <laughs> so what do you think about that? Now, first, we got a, one quick thing. We, so as Lutherans, we, don't, we do not teach irresistible grace, but rather resistible grace, so yeah. that when the Lord comes to us he, uh, it's graciously, he always comes in humility, so he comes resistibly, which is why Paul, for example, can say, uh, you resist the Holy Spirit. And that preaching is in Acts all over the place, resisting the Holy Spirit. I, yeah, I, given the next sentence, I think that that was a typo. I think he meant to say resistible grace. Okay, good. Because it says, the next thing he says is, we are unable to choose salvation. Yeah, but here's the question is, stopping to resist is like laying down your weapons. Now, what do you think about that idea? What do you think of that idea? I was listening listening for the sound of your thinking. See, I think, here's the the point. We have this question, how, how, why is one person saved and not another, Right. And we, we're so tempted to, to grab a hold of something that we do to be saved. We're, we're so tempted. So the first thing, the easy one, is you, you just do it. You're saved. The second one is no, um, but you have to accept it. That's how it comes. But then it's no, you can't accept it. Uh, uh, but then it's this kind of the will to choose Christ kind of sneaks into the side window and says, well, you have to not reject it. So to, so oh. to say you have to not reject it becomes just basically another way of saying you have to accept it. So yeah, so that it's yeah. decision. It's decision theology sneaking through the dog door is what that is. Yeah. So so I mean so by nature we are all resisting the grace of God, and at some point God um, God converts us so that we don't. But is that did we have anything to do with that conversion? Well, the answer would have to be no. Uh, no. Are, are we are do we cease to resist Him? Yes, but it's because we've we've been converted by God that we are not resisting him. So right. so this like you mentioned the the surrender puts the emphasis back on my activity to allow. Yep. Yep. Okay. Well, when we get back from this commercial break, and I don't accidentally talked about such theology. Yes. Let's try to try to not. try to keep an eye on that, would you? Preaching to Hollywood is the game that we're playing oh, next. Yeah. We I think uh, I think that. we have a new special game for this, don't we? I mean, oh yeah. So we're going to we're going to add a little bit of flavor to this game. And then uh, come back and play some more uh, Preaching to Hollywood. We'll be right back on Table Talk Radio.
mature audiences only. This is Table Talk Radio. Because I got a woman Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. Preaching to Hollywood is the game that uh, all of our, or I should say, both of our listeners love. Uh, it's uh, a game. <laughs> hey, I get it. We don't have that many listeners. That's true, we don't. Um, but th- how this game works is we uh, listen to some music that you would probably just find on your radio in the car. or Yeah. Uh, Why would anybody music- listen to anything other than Table Talk Radio? I don't know. I mean, if they've I, listened, I don't if know. they've listened to all the shows twice, they probably <laughs> would want to listen to something else other than Table Talk Radio. But these are the songs that appear in your car or on your daughter's iPod or whatever. And uh, we we take the time as uh, servants of our Table Talk Radio listeners to uh, take a look at the lyrics and talk a little about the worldview at play. And then then the, here's the here's the key to the game. That we try to preach to the person writing the song or the person singing this song, as if the worldview is an ex- is an expression of uh, of your neighbor. And so, how would you bring the gospel to your neighbor in this? And when you say we take the time, what you mean is about, about a minute, two three minutes, <laughs> yeah, tops. <laughs> sure. So, Pastor sure Wolfmiller has done the service of finding today's selections and uh, via what, via what is this uh, Spotify top Spotify. Songs. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. And what did you find for us? I, I found the song. This sounds theological. Take Me to Church. Doesn't that? By the guy Hoosier. All right. Well, this is how that song goes. My lover's got humor. She's a giggle at a funeral. Knows everybody's disapproval. I should have worshipped her sooner. If the heavens ever did speak. She's the last true mouthpiece. Every Sunday's getting more bleak. Fresh poison each week. We were born sick. You heard them say it. My church offers no absolutes. She tells me worship in the bedroom. The only heaven I'll be sent to is when I'm alone with you. I was born sick, but I love it. Command me to be Um, You've heard that one before? I have not heard this one before. And this I've is, heard this one. This is going to take a little work here. We might have to even take like three or four minutes to describe this one. <laughs> yeah, if we know, if we can figure out what's going on. Okay, so um, my lover's got humor. She's a giggle at a funeral. Knows everybody's disapproval. I should have worshipped her sooner. Translation? I, what does that mean? I'm not sure. <laughs> I think we got to keep. I think we got to push through to the t- down a little bit further on this one. Um, uh, then uh, th- this one, my church offers no absolutes. I thought it said absolution, but it's different. And my church offers no absolutes. She tells me worship in the bedroom. The the, uh, the only heaven I've been sent to is when I'm alone with you. Then I was born sick, but I love it. Command me to be well. Amen. Oh, there's Take repetition. me to church. I'll, I'll, I'll worship like a dog at the shrine of your lies. I'll tell you my sins and you can sharpen your knife. Offer me that deathless death. Good God, let me give let me give you my life. 
Then, if I'm a pagan of the good times, my lover's the sunlight. To keep the goddess on my side, she demands a sacrifice. Drain the whole sea, get something shiny, something meaty for the main course. That's a fine-looking high horse. What you've got in the stable, we've got a lot of starving faithful. That looks tasty. That looks plenty. This is hungry work. Take me to church. Mm. No masters down after the course. No masters or kings. When the ritual be, uh, begins, there is no sweeter innocence than our gentle sins. In the madness and soil of that sad earthly scene, only then am I human. Only then am I clean. Amen. 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 Take me to church. Ooh. I don't think this means anything. <laughs> it's got to mean something. Okay. Uh, well, does it? Does it well, really? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, if, this, this is the, the, I mean, it's what it means is not 100% clear, but it, it's, I mean, the, the theological language of this song is kind of off the charts. I was born sick, but I love it. That's original sin. Command me to be well. That's imputed righteousness. But then it switches from, it's kind of a, it's kind of a. Uh, it's started out just kind of church thing, and then it kind of switches to the pagan thing. I'm a pagan of the good times. To keep the goddess on my side, she demands a sacrifice. Huh. I'm pretty baffled know. at this. I, I really don't. Uh, I can't latch on to any anything that's being said here. Well, look, it's because he's trying to eat the high horse that you ride around on. <laughs> this song is below me. I know. <laughs> that's a fine looking high horse. How dare he talk about church? Something meaty for, meaty for the main course. <laughs> it has the idea of so. There's a bunch of ideas. Of the, let's we can do this. We can talk about the theological ideas that are wrote that are revolving around in the song and i don't know if we can connect them together at all but um so it says i'll I'll tell you my sins so you can sharpen your knife so that is a line about how our sin demands sacrifice and in fact this the the uh the shedding of blood even uh is required by our sinfulness you see that Mm -hmm. now we would say in the gospel that the sacrifice, that the knife uh, that should be uh, brought to us uh, because of our sins is instead brought to Christ, and the punishment that we deserve is brought to him. But here it says, let me give you my life, so that it's uh, here I'm offering myself as the human sacrifice. No masters or kings when the ritual begins. There's no sweeter innocence than our gentle sin. That's probably talking about, oh, I don't know. I mean... It's probably it's probably replacing um, it's probably replacing the the uh, or kind of intermixing this ancient pagan picture of worship with the intimacy that belongs to husband and wife, hmm. um, something like that. The only heaven I'll be sent to is when I'm alone with you. Or how about this? In the madness and soil of that sad earthly scene, only then I am human. Only then I am clean. Amen. Yeah, yeah. What's that? So it's like that is. I mean, it seems like at last, as the song is progressing, it goes from it's kind of a rejection of Christian stuff, a mockery of Christian stuff, to a mockery of pagan stuff, to at last, now I'm human. Hmm. Kind of a descent. This is kind of a devolution. You know, that's this matches with my theory of devolving paganism. Remember that theory? Probably not. No, I don't. 
I mean, usually I, I just hang on every word that you say, but um, that one... For some reason, me. you just... just uh, the idea that, that paganism will revive in the opposite order that it was overtaken. So, like, the last paganism to be overcome by the church was Celtic paganism, and now everyone's Druid and witchcraft and all this nonsense. Mm-hmm. Then the, the one before that was, like, the German barbarism. So that'll be next, and then the Roman pantheon, and then the Greek pantheon, and then, like, Zarathustrianism, uh, and the, uh, the uh, kind of... Uh, Persian dualism, and then, and then, uh, and then Baalism and Asherah, and then Egyptian nonsense. So that those will be in our generation. We'll just see those paganisms coming back in the opposite order that they were overthrown. Hmm. This song is kind of proof of that. Of course, yeah. everything I see is proof of that because I'm just trying to prove it. Yeah, I mean, Never so I, I guess as I look at the lyrics of the song, I'm trying to figure out where to dig in. You know, it's kind of like right. Uh, where do you start? You know, maybe, maybe I would um, uh, maybe two different places that that might be helpful. Um, I, I I like this. Well, like the I I find this one line interesting. My church offers no absolutes. Um, and maybe maybe that there be a conversation to talk about. Um, why would a church not offer absolutes or not be able to offer absolutes? Um, and what value or comfort or or terror would be offered uh, when there's a church who offers absolutes? So um, a church that has that offers no absolutes can't bless and can't condemn, right? right. But if uh, and so th- there's there's a there's a chaos in that um, that I, I can't know. Any- I prefer to say chaos. Okay, uh, with your silent letter uh, syndrome. Um, uh, that, that so could you say that sentence again so that I could understand it, please? I'd appreciate it. <laughs> no, you, you'll, have to, you'll have to go back and listen to the tape. Um, so, so if if we're just if if I if the, the church offers no absolutes, I can know nothing of God, and I'm left left in complete and dire uncertainty. And um, the only way the only way to go is down, really. Now, if if the church can offer absolutes, that is a right and a wrong. Um, a lot of people don't like that, to be honest. I mean, to to say something like uh, homosexuality is a sin, um, that's an absolute, and that's an absolute that a lot of people don't want to listen to. Um, but with that is also given the absolute that your sins are forgiven, and that's an that's an absolute. It's it's a it's an objective statement of truth that uh, Christ has forgiven all of your sins by His death and resurrection. God does not hold you hold your sins against you because it, He uh, laid the punishment for your sins um, upon Jesus. Now you are reconciled with God. Um, now that that can only come if uh, if you believe in an absolute truth. You're a hater. <laughs> all right, we need to take a commercial break. <laughs> Uh, we'll see if Pastor Wolfgang has anything better to say about this song in the game Preaching to Hollywood. And then we're going to another song, uh, Blame, right? Are we going to do Yeah. Blame? Oh, yeah. We'll do it. All right. If you have a comment or question for us, send us a, uh, we'll give us a call. 1-800-385-SOLA. 1-800-385-7652. Or questions at tabletalkradio.org is our email address. We'll be right back. More Table Talk Radio right after. We used to sing, sha la 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 just like that. 
Part-time hosts, full-time nonsense. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. So the turkey wasn't perfect. You still received it as a gift from God. That's what you'll hear at the next conference of the ACELC, addressing the unbiblical removal of pastors from the Office of the Holy Ministry, February 10th through 12th in Kansas City, Missouri. Register at acelc.net. And remember, pastors are hardly the perfect bird, but they're still to be cherished. Not roasted, grilled, deep-fried, or chewed up. See why at acelc.net. Hey Jude, don't make it bad. Take a sad song and make it better. Remember to let her into your heart. Then you can start to make it better. And we're back. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. We are playing the game, the one and only, preaching to Hollywood. And this song is this song is all about church, right, Pastor? (laughs) Now, what do you think? This song is churching me. What what, what do you think is going on here? And what what word of God's word would you bring to such a person? I think that I think that this song is generally replacing. How about this? Is an amazing sort of thing. Let Let me take a step back, shall we? Let's go on a journey of discovery together. About mysticism. Let me tell you a story about mysticism. And this story begins in the garden uh, and has extended all through the story of the, the history of humanity where the most intense um, things about human life are, uh, are kind of combined. And so the mystic has always been interested in combining the idea of the unity with God the religious experience with the um, with the intimacy of husband and wife. So the mystics have, for ages and ages, spoken of the mystical experience in um, in intimate language. Now I think what this song is doing is simply taking that instinct and reversing it. So now I'm just abandoning church altogether, and I'm embracing um, that expression of intimacy. Uh, which uh, which is my kind of hedonistic life. That is what I think is happening here. I'm not 100% sure about that, but that's going to be my guess. Yeah, what word of God would you speak to the singer? Well, I, so maybe, I don't know, I, I, how long do we have to talk to him? Me well, and Hoosier, are we hanging out for a couple of beers? Yeah, yeah, about nine minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I would say. I mean, I, I might say, hey, uh, what the heck are you talking about? Uh, might be the first thing I would say. Um, but then uh, to have this conversation about what what is sin and what is sacrifice? What what does it mean to be a Christian mm. and uh, or to to be relig- re- religious? What is this church that you're talking about that doesn't have absolutes? And what are the absolutes uh, that the true church has that trouble you? Um, and I, I might I, I imagine I might talk about the sixth commandment. Uh, some here, but I think I would want to hone in on this idea of sacrifice and say, hey, you know, when you talk about how I'll show you my sin and you sharpen the knife, um, say, hey, the knife has been sharpened, but it was buried uh, in the heart of Jesus so that it was Jesus who is cut down because of your sin. So when we come to the Lord and tell him our sins, 
He doesn't sharpen the knife for us. He sharpens the knife for himself. Yeah, yeah, good. Well, we have another song uh, to consider here for Preaching to Hollywood, and this is the song uh, Blame by Calvin Harris. Good so far. Mm-hmm. Can't be sleeping, keep on waking Without the woman next to me Guilt is burning Guilt, that's theological This ain't a feeling I can keep So blame it on the night Don't blame it on me Don't blame it on me Blame it on the night Don't blame it on me Don't blame it on me Wait, something more's coming, I can Don't tell. <laughs> oh, that's it. That's uh, it? <laughs> well, uh, can't you see it? I was manipulated. I had to let her through the door. I had no choice in this. I was a friend she missed. I was a friend. She- oh, as a friend she missed. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I was a friend she missed. She needed to talk. So blame it on the night. Don't blame it on me. Blame it on the night. Don't blame it on me. Don't blame it on the night. I don't remember. I so oh oh I'm so sorry so sorry baby yeah I'll be better this time. What is my is my robot voice not really portraying the the passion of this song? <laughs> I will be better this time. <laughs> I got defense. Oh, I promise. Don't blame it on me. Blame it on the night. Okay, got it. All right. So what you do you got, think's you going see what's on? Going, you, you see what this is happening here? This is about a dude who was unfaithful to his. Well, let's just assume it's a girlfriend. Okay. <laughs> it's just want to, probably not a wife who gets married anymore. Anyways, that's right. old fashioned. Sheesh. Um. So uh, and he and so and he says, "Hey, uh, don't 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 blame it on me. Uh, blame it on the hmm. night. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what the, the night." <laughs> Okay, yeah, yeah so, so can't you see I was manipulated? I had to let her through the door. So uh, here the, this ex comes by or whatever, and uh, she's a friend. She missed me, and she said she needed to talk, and then night happened. <laughs> Don't blame it on you me. You know what happens at night. I we just turn into animals, and yeah, yeah. whatever's close by, apparently, mm-hmm. gets knighted. Sheesh. There's uh, a, uh, you know, there's a generally songs, generally movies are mostly about breaking the fifth commandment with a little sixth commandment spice thrown in. Uh, generally, songs are about breaking the sixth commandment with maybe a little fifth commandment spice tossed in for interesting. kicks. Interesting. Now, mm-hmm. uh, I think uh, a way to talk about he's there, so here he is he is disavowing any blame for his indiscretion. Um, adultery. Let's say adultery. Okay, adultery, and. Uh, and so I think the the place to come in is just, is just to kind of explore why he thinks he is not responsible for this. All right. And I think what this is going to do is eventually lead to a conversation of pointing out what original sin is, or what we say in the theological world, concupiscence, the the desire, the desire to do wrong. Concupiscence? I thought that meant songs with Cupid in them. No, you were wrong. It was actually you see you probably skipped that day in seminary. No, so so the fact of the matter is is that because we are born into sin, we have the desire to do wrong. Um, so oftentimes you think, 
oh, I'm tempted, I'm tempted to do this sin, but I resisted it, so I have successfully avoided sin today. But the problem is, if it wasn't for sin, you would even desire to do the wrong thing. Right. So even our desires can be wrong? Yes. Even our desires can be wrong. So, so this is going to lead, it, lead to the fact that he had, a, had a, a misguided desire, a sinful desire. And then uh, to even talk about how, um, I'm, I'm not trying to explain away that responsibility for adultery, but to point out that we are bound, we are captive to sin. And we are servants of sin. That, sin. that that sin comes along and says, "Hey, serve me," and we say, "Yeah, no problem. Here we go. Let's do it." And uh, and this this is the very thing that the law crushes in us to to show that we deserve God's uh, wrath for our sin, and yet He does not put it on us. He He gives us His Son. I mean, this is this is such the beautiful thing. So that that we are completely helpless before God, um, and and. Uh, saved, we're 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 no longer slaves of sin, but we are made uh, slaves of Christ. Nice, but uh, I don't know. That doesn't sound as nice as blame it on the night. <laughs> Look, it changes up here. It changes up at the end. So blame it on the night. Don't blame it on me. Don't blame it on me. Blame it on the night. Don't blame it on me. Don't blame it on me. Then blame it on the night. Don't blame it on me. Don't blame it on me. So blame it on the night. Don't blame it on me. Don't blame it on me. So you, you see how the so changed from the first Ooh, line to the fourth line? That, there? that is artistic. <laughs> Everybody's in the business of self-justification, by the way. Mm. So instead of confessing your sins, you're, you're making excuses. So you got two options when it comes to your sin. you got the excuse option or you have the Jesus dying for you option. And only one of those options gets you to heaven. Right. <laughs> Okay, Ten Commandments in the News. All right, time for Ten Commandments in the News. <laughs> That's what we're doing next. Sounds great. Okay, well, I got one for you. <laughs> All right, good. This is this comes from our local news here. Uh, uh, Medford. Uh, Medford a- a- Newsy. ABC affiliate. It says, uh, Southern Oregon University is another school not wanting marijuana on its walkways. School leaders said that it will stick to what's outlined in the National Drug-Free School and Campus Law. They also said it's important the university sticks to federal policies and regulations because it depends on government funding. Our policy—this is a quote—our policy not only covers students on campus, but while they are a Southern Oregon University event as well. If they're, if they're at a university event, they could be subject to policies. SOU spokesperson Ryan Brown said, School leaders said they have already responded to students and student groups asking if marijuana will be legal on campus July 2015. Hmm. Maybe you didn't hear. Oregon, uh, by uh, uh, populist vote, uh, voted to legalize marijuana, kind of like Colorado did a year ago. Yeah, I did hear about that. Uh, Just trying to catch up to us here. Mm -hmm. You guys trying to catch up. Everyone loves the marijuana. If you say so. Everyone wants the marijuana. <laughs> so how's it going over there in Colorado? <laughs> it's fine. Every week in the news, some other crazy jumps out of a window. What a... Uh, it's crazy. And it's, I mean, it, uh, it is not healthy. we got to probably talk a little bit about that. Uh, marijuana and the conscience on the other side of this bridge. So. All right. Uh, we'll be right back. You're listening to Table Talk Radio, and then we'll also play a little bit more Ten, Com- Ten Commandments in the News. 
when uh, during this break, Pastor Wolfenlayer troubles himself to find an article to discuss. Oh, I found one. Oh, okay. we'll be right back. Don't go away. So much more interesting for the listener. This is Table Talk Radio. Martin Luther says that the most common idol in all of the world is the idol of money, that we trust in it, that we fear losing it, that we think that because we have it, we're secure. Here at Table Talk Radio, we have the solution for this idolatry. Click the Donate Now button on our website, and you will support the ongoing efforts of Table Talk Radio to spread this word of God throughout the world. Table Talk Radio is listener-supported. If you would like to help with the financial needs of Table Talk Radio, just click the donate button on our website, tabletalkradio.org. Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. Pastor Wolfman, before the break, we were talking about how uh, Southern Oregon University in Ashland, uh, Oregon, has made it its policy that will not allow uh, marijuana on campus, even though that uh, the state as a whole has accepted marijuana as a use and possession as something legal. I can't believe the school is so intolerant. Well, I think you didn't hear the spokesperson quote intolerance, but uh, funding <laughs> that if we if we give in against policies against federal policy, we will not be able to receive federal funding anymore. Oh, come on now. <laughs> They're intolerant bigots. <laughs> they hate yeah. the lost. What I'm waiting for is the first pot-smoking preacher to come out. Has that happened yet? Oh, I'm sure. Oh, I. well, I don't know. We need to ask our friend Chris Roseborough, who pays attention to these kind of things. Pot smoke. Don't worry. We, I'm going to ask my friend Google. We should, we should uh, have a little... Uh, Little uh, wager going on. See, uh, guess when it'll be. Um, when it'll be? Let's see. Here it is. God does not care if you smoke weed, says Pastor. Well, yeah, I figured someone was going to say it, but I mean, I thought you know. Here's another one. I, uh, I'm a pastor who smokes marijuana. Mm, okay. Here I'm a go. youth pastor at a large church, and I smoke marijuana every day that I'm not at service. That is Sunday, Wednesday, and Friday. Well, why is that? Why? I know. If it's good for you or whatever. Confessions of a smot of a smot of a smot moking pastor. <laughs> well, I think uh first of all, uh I think we want to look at what the scriptures talk about um sobriety. So yeah. um when the uh, scriptures tell us that uh, to be sober, sober, whatever I tell you about sobriety, <laughs> that uh, to be watchful, that your adversary, the uh, the devil is seeking for someone to devour. Um, there's all kinds of uh, reasons that the scriptures give us to, to be sober. And uh, if we're smoking pot, we're not being sober. <laughs> Is that an accepted truth? 
It's just accept the truth. I wrote I wrote a paper about that. Marijuana. I'm just doing a search for it, but I can't quite find it. Now I got to search for pot. Uh, uh, listen to all these things. So uh, the end of all things is near. Therefore, be sound judgment and sober spirit for the uh, purpose of prayer. Therefore, prepare your mind for action. Keep sober in spirit. Fix your hope completely on the grace to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Uh, but you be sober in all things. Endure hardship. Now look at that. If you're ah, look at this. So the in Second Timothy four five, the reason that uh, a person is is smoking pot is to uh, numb the hardship. But Paul would say in Second Timothy four five, be sober in all things and endure hardship. Do the work of an evangelist. Yeah, so that's right. Give that to your pastor, smoking friend. <laughs> I'll, I'll walk down the street and tell them. Okay. Yeah, that's right. I got here's the, did you give us those texts? First Thessalonians five, four to ten, first Peter five, eight, Ephesians five, seventeen to nineteen, first Peter four seven, um uh, Romans thirteen, twelve to fourteen, Galatians five, eighteen, first Peter four three, Luke twenty one, thirty four, all these uh, stuff about drunkenness. Now I want you to lock on to first Corinthians fifteen thirty four, which says become sober minded as you ought and stop sinning. For some have no knowledge of God. I speak this to your shame. Yeah, sober-minded. So we're sober-minded, and that we would stop sinning. <laughs> That's right. How's that? How's that connected? To stop. Well, see, see, this is. I mean, oftentimes we ask the question: Where does the command to not be drunk fall on the Ten Commandments? I mean, what commandment is it? And some people say, "Oh, it's fifth commandment: don't kill yourself." Because, that, but that's horrible. That's a totally materialistic understanding. Of, of drunkenness. The real danger of drunkenness and a lack of sobriety is that it deadens the conscience. So, I mean, years and years and years of sinning can harden your conscience, but uh, just a handful of drinks can do the same trick in just a few minutes. So first commandment then? Uh, no, all the commandments. So it depends on, <laughs> it's like, um, it's like your conscience is like a, is like a jail that keeps your flesh from just wrecking havoc. Uh, but when you when you are drunk, it throws open those doors. So say your flesh has particular inclination to sin against the first commandment or sin against the sixth commandment or sin against the fifth commandment. Now you're drunk and it just goes for it, man. Mm. Pew! Yeah. So we have a conscience issue. Yeah. We'll All right. Uh, what what news item do you have? I had one up here somewhere. Uh, pot smoking youth pastor. Nope. Aha. This is from the St. Lake Tribune. No, Salt Lake Tribune. <laughs> five reasons we want to believe Jesus was married. You know you can put five on the front of an article. It goes crazy. We put five Latin phrases every Lutheran should know. What nuts. Everyone wants to read that article. Hmm. It's on uh, whatdoesthismean.org. Uh, another day, another stunning blockbuster report that Jesus was married and to Mary Magdalene. Ho-hum. How long have we been dealing with this? 1,800 years? Something like that. The latest version of this meme comes from Simka Jakubowski. What? An author and filmmaker who is famous for promoting stunning theories about Jesus that on further review often turn out to be dubious. Oh, yeah. That was the guy. This is a guy that um, uh, put out the documentary on the Discovery Channel probably like, what, eight years ago or something like that? That said, uh, he found the ossuary of Jesus Christ. 
Now, that's only problematic because all the historical records say that Christ uh, was raised from the dead, in which means he would have no bone box. But this guy said he found it, the lost tomb yeah. of Jesus, and uh, didn't really hold a lot of weight. So, yeah, well, was, how could you doubt something like that? I mean, you know how it goes is um, the more fantastic a claim is, the less people actually go to look into it. That's amazing. All right. Well, continue in your article. Oh, yeah, here it is. I got more. There's more words here. I'll read them. Jock, what is the guy's name? Jacobovicki? Jacobovicki's new claim that he has decoded an old text that reveals Jesus and the Magdalene were married and had two kids, and she was a co-deity with her husband. Wow. Came out this month. Also been widely dismissed. I don't know why. I mean, it sounds credible. But as happened earlier this year with so-called Gospel of Jesus' wife, a, sus- a suspect papyrus that receives a further debunking in the latest edition of The Atlantic, people find Jesus' sex life endlessly fascinating and plausible. Why? Here are five reasons. One, biblical archaeology has primed people for surprises. Here we go. Biblical archaeology... Oh, I just said that. There is nothing new under the sun, the book of Ecclesiastes says, yet amazing discovery in recent decades seemed to tell a different story. <laughs> that is ironic right there. <laughs> Excavations in the whole... That's like triple ironic, irony. Ancient discoveries revealing new things. Excavations in the Holy Land have yielded remarkable artifacts that provide unexpected insights into biblical history. Any examples here? The emergence of an ancient papyrus text from the sands of Egypt really unended scriptural studies and many common assumptions about Christianity. The discovery of the Nag Hammadi in 1945 of a cache of old texts, some of them, quote, gospels of the so-called Gnostic school, an early branch of Christianity, maybe the most famous. Many of these texts, which were popularized in the 1980s, present an alternate version of Christianity that seems to exalt the role of women and even suggest that Jesus was intimate with a woman, probably Mary Magdalene. Given that background, there's no surprise any new blockbuster claim is assumed to be credible. All right. We should probably start responding to this so we have some time. Um, I I think this is going to come up on First Commandment. (laughs) Because really what what the the problem is here is that um, those advocates of these secret codes that reveal that Jesus was married to a, uh, what did it say, a deity or something like that? Yeah, uh, co-deity. All these people really Mary just Magdalene. have a problem with, the, with, with God. <laughs> and, uh, and the one thing that is just really troublesome is the fact that God took on human flesh. And so uh, for, what did you say, 1,800 years or so, they've been trying to trying to come up with a reason why we could not believe this thing that uh, uh, that that God took on human flesh, walked this earth, was crucified and rose again, um, to, which proves, proof positive, who, who he is. He is who he said he was. And so um, uh, we're going to keep coming up with these silly claims to try and, uh, to try and disprove that, that, uh, that, that, to try and prove that God is just a myth. This is going to fall under the first commandment. <laughs> right. That's right. All right. Do you have any uh, comment on that in about 20 seconds? Uh, no, I mean, this is, I mean, the article ends by saying, of course, this is all nutty, uh, and that's helpful. I'm glad for that. <laughs> uh, because it is. I mean, and, and one of the points it says is people love a conspiracy more than the truth, and that is true. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you want, if you, if you hear something you want to hear, then you have a tendency to believe it, and that is bad, a bad idea. 
And that's all the time we have. Thanks for listening to this edition of Table Talk Radio. Where the points are like going to the wedding registry of Jesus. <laughs> well, it's hard to find, is it? Yeah, a oh. bit, a bit. Okay. Thanks for listening to this edition of Table Talk Radio. Table Talk Radio is not for everyone. Please consult your pastor before listening to Table Talk Radio. Side effects may include nausea, vomiting, headache, heartburn, hair loss, hallucinations, and aversion to incomplete sentences with aquatic imagery, psychosis, coma, death, halitosis, lung cancer, brain tumors, sleep gain, internal bleeding, internal combustion, a sudden craving to smell your backseat, claustrophobia, an uncontrollable urge to fight the capitalists on Twitter, and falling off your treadmill. For more information, visit tabletalkradio.org.